Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. Come inside, the show's about to start. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 12 of the Classic Pinball Podcast. My name is George and I'm joined today by Keith Christensen from the Houston Arcade Expo. Hello Keith. Hello George! Tell the audience uh, a brief overview of the Houston Arcade Expo and how you're affiliated with it. Right, we talked. We, we talked a little bit b- before the recording. Um, this show is not just a pinball show. Um, our, you know, my podcast is focused on pinball, but this show and its history. There's a lot of different elements to this show. Uh, why don't you talk a little bit about the different pieces that make up this arcade show? Yeah. So you know, uh, I love pinball. I love arcade too. Um, and, uh, you know, we've added, you know, had those two elements from the get go. And then we had, you know, I had tournaments going, um, and kept that, but then added, uh, consoles because, you know, who hadn't played a console or grew up playing a console. And it's so cool seeing those, uh, kind of snobby pinball guys playing the Atari 2600 reliving their youth you know so um, that, that that would be me and that wasn't youth i was a little bit beyond the youth you know teenager segment so i'm a little late to that party i'm more focused on the pinball aspect and yeah. uh, and a, a collector as well it, it seems like you've got a collection that you bring parts of it to the show correct yes yes so, Yeah, I, I noticed that, and I'm going to come to that in a little bit. Okay, but, we're going to come back to that. All right. 
but but so, but the history of the show. I mean, it's it's almost twenty years old. It looks like you started in the spring, and kind of morphed. I'm guessing into the fall area at some point in time. But looking over you all the to be down here during the late summer, late spring, early you know summer in Houston. So that's that's the reason behind that. It was just too darn hot to move all those games. <laughs> well, it's it, it's going to be a first for me. Uh, I've only been to Texas once, and it was passing through. Um, I saw uh, the uh, what is it called the uh, Cadillac sculpture. Uh, and oh yes. And ate, at, and ate at the big up there, yeah. yeah, and ate at the big Texan, which is yeah. I, I ate. We ate there as well. Did, that, did you do the big steak challenge? <laughs> no, no, nobody was uh, was performing at the time. But that seems like quite the feat. I ate a yeah. big piece of prime rib the other night, but I could not imagine eating what is it a five pound steak? It's something oh, like yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's, it's something yeah, like what, that. I was talking to the waitress. They're like, oh. You know, people try it, but they end up taking, they can take all what they don't eat home. And so usually they ended up with enough take-home food that it, it's worth, it ends up being cheaper for, you know, for them to cook that, you know. Well, it would probably, take, take home would probably uh, feed a family of four. Right, right, right. So the dad goes, well, we're eating steak tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've, you've also got a cosplay element, which is... I, I think very unique to uh, to pinball shows or to a well maybe not an arcade show. Um, you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, no. Um, I I think it's just so much fun to have people dress up and get into to character. Um, I also I support some of these the local anime shows. I bring games up to their their shows and see how those kids and my kids love you know dressing up and doing stuff. Uh, and, and in fact, I do. I go to the Renaissance festivals and things like that. So uh, I just thought it was natural to bring that into the, the fold and uh, get people excited. And people do. I mean, they, we have kids dressing up as like, gauntlet characters and couples coming in as um, well. People know, combat ha- characters. It's if, crazy. If people haven't been to your website, they should because there's some great. You've taken a lot of photographs and. Uh, concentrating on the cosplay people they really do a, a, a nice job oh yeah they're, they're, they're fun they're good, good guys good, good guys and girls let's sure. let, let's move on uh the speakers you've got some notable names uh this year dirty donnie giles joe balser are the ones that are familiar to me and uh there's a new guy that we haven't announced yet later today but uh eugene uh jarvis the guy who invented uh well, you know, ro- worked on and invented robotron and defender and uh uh he also owns raw thrills who do a lot of the big the big showcase oh games. okay okay I, I i've heard of that company okay so yeah he, not just say from the pinball world but he's still a big uh cornerstone in the evolution of uh, gaming in general for sure do you do you find do you find the audience that attends to be fifty fifty or more slanted towards uh, pinball or uh, you know arcade games? Um, you know it's kind of like it's, it's a mix. Uh, it really is. Uh, you know, pinball being probably. 
probably my, you know, I got about 80 pinballs in my collection right now. Oh, my. <laughs> and I got do you, about. Do you collect in one area or across the board? Across the board. My goal is to get all the uh, Williams DM, Valley DMDs. I'm only 10 away. And they're B titles. It's just, you know, I'm just trying to get, like, you know, Roadshow, um, No Fear, stuff like that. And I'll have, I'll, that's my goal is to get all the, D, you know, do you stuff. do you try to find the I'm I'm assuming you try to find those locally. How is how is that market to find those types of games? Uh, you know, I think really, you know, with the advent of uh, you know the arcades and things like that, that the tr- pricing has gone up a lot. And you know, since I've been collecting. Well, how long have you been collecting? Okay, I, I got into it a little later than you. I'm uh, 2000, 2001, and my area of specialty is Bali SS games from the late 70s, early 80s. Yeah, that's what you like. Yeah, yeah. And then well, I, that's what I grew I up would, with. Yeah, so you grew up, yeah. So I, I've played a ton of the 90s stuff when I was doing sound and playing in bands throughout the 90s because they would have pinballs in every single bar. Right. You know? And so I played... You know, Star Wars, Danny Star Wars in the wild, Whirlwind in the wild, Pride of Pinbot in the wild, Adam's Family, Twilight, you know, all that stuff. And um, Tommy. And, um, you know, it's just neat to, you know, to, to, you know get, get, that's what I'm into. That's what I, that's what I grew, I, that's my sweet spot, I guess. Right, know? right. Do you have all 80 games set up uh, in your home or are you a, a storage person and only have part yeah, of your I, collection? Built a twenty-seven hundred square foot game room. So I have oh 40, my. <laughs> forty-three pinballs set up here at the house, and about thirty-five vids set up. And then I also have a little office, and a little, we made a little movie room and a little you know, kitchen and stuff like that. And you know, it's it's a little two-story thing. They say everything's bigger in Texas, and man, that's that's quite the room. Uh, yeah, I wish, I wish, I mean, I wish you were staying a little bit longer. I'd love to have you know, come over, but that, some of these games are going to be you know, you know in the show, so it won't be in its uh, um, you know pristine party element, I guess, or whatever. Right. Um, but um, yeah, no. So and that, and then everything else. I got uh, probably about 20 set up at my office, and then everything else is kind of in, in a warehouse at my office. And what we do, what we're doing right now, will help with uh, uh, Brian Foytek and, and some awesome volunteers. We're kind of going through and uh, those pinballs and make sure they're, they're ready for the show. And uh, Yeah, there's a lot of pre-work that people don't understand. If they don't own a collection... Uh, they really don't have an idea of how much work goes into oh, prior yeah. prior to the show. Yeah, I mean, because you may, you know, I have games that haven't that work great from the show last year, but you still got to open them up and check them. And you could do it a hundred, yeah. you know, you could do it a hundred times, and you're still going to have a fail somewhere. So, it just yeah, so, it, so, it inevitably so, happens. Yeah. Let's. So, and, Everybody's involved with it. Everybody comes 
looking for, I'm looking forward to that being uh, from the Northeast. I'm looking forward to some Texas barbecue. Oh, there's some good barbecue. I'm telling you that. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. You've got quite a few vendors, uh, you know, like any pinball or arcade show. Uh, anybody uh, specifically you'd like to talk about? We got um, Titan Pinball from Texas. They'll be here showing off their their wares, and uh, you know they they make the, the awesome uh, rubbers and oh. and um, we got um, Borgard with uh, Lockwood Lit. Gonna be here. He'll have all kinds of mods, and uh, yeah, he, he's got all kinds of cool parts and stuff like that. Um, and then the shooter guys that do the custom shooter rods um, are gonna be here. S, uh, what are they called? Super skill shot shooters. Okay. So They're for the more mod, DPM more modern game, more modern games. Yeah, oh, it's just custom shooters, right? So he'll make one with like a little beer bottle for. Oktoberfest or whatever. Oh, okay. You know, okay. Stuff like that. Um, lots, lots of giveaways happening. Um, we're gonna get. Uh, we got show special. Oh, also, we got Multimorphic, which is a pinball manufacturer here in Texas. The um, P3 system. I'm, I'm excited to see their product. Uh, a lot of talk. Uh, in other podcasts, I've never had the opportunity, so I'm looking forward oh, to awesome. playing. I'm looking forward to playing. Uh, what is it? Cosmic Kart Racing, and uh, I got a ton of great stuff. Um, different apps. Uh, that's the whole platform, right? So right. you can have a, a base pinball, and you buy a little kit and change off the software, and boom, you get a whole new pinball. Definitely yeah, something and, uh, different. Let's uh, let's move along to uh, the music aspect. You mentioned earlier your band will be performing. But unlike other pinball shows I've been to, this is an element I have not seen. Um, I guess Scott Denise is going to be spinning some uh, some uh, some music, but you also have what three or four different bands over the two days. Yes. So um, Friday, a load of popcorn, which is my band. We're a kind of a rock and roll uh, pinball arcade band. We have a couple of parodies in there too. Um, We'll be playing Friday night, and then uh, Atari Matt's after us, and he does uh, a set with uh, just using Atari 2600s, all their tone generators. And so he write, writes songs with uh, these incredible digital 8-bit landscapes with, uh, you know, that are rocking, you know, with uh, the 2600. And then uh, Scott Denisi is going to be playing. He's going to be doing... Uh, Total Annihilation mix, so he's gonna do uh, uh, some of his DJing style and kind of you know, mixing in uh, some some awesome tunes from that that pinball. And then after that, we're gonna have uh, kind of I don't know, like kind of an alternative numbers sixty four hundred DJ thing happening, where you know just gonna be kind of like a, a dance thing going on around midnight. And then the next day, on Saturday, we have uh, from uh, New Orleans, Louisiana, we have a consortium of genius, have originals and covers, and they, they're planning to take over the world. A, a great show, for sure. Uh, after them, um, Clive Farrington, uh, original member from uh, When in Rome, they did the song I Promise You, The Promise. It was, I think, in Napoleon Dynamite and 
hit back in the 80s dance song. So he's going to do some DJing and then doing like three or four songs. And then after that is going to be uh, Radio Cult. They're coming out of uh, Atlanta, Georgia. And they're just an awesome cover, original party band. They get the crowd going. Um, and there's going to be some special guests. They'll come up and jam with them from uh, the previous bands. And um, and then after that, is at midnight or so, we have a Yacht Rock um, DJ set where we're going to play all your favorite soft rock songs from the 70s. We'll pop a uh, champagne toast and we'll have giveaway free captain's hats and lays. I, I saw the captain's hats in a couple of pictures. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that looks like a lot of fun. Oh, and also, yeah, we'll also have, uh, we have uh, uh, red and green lightsabers we're giving out. So you can choose your, if you're on the dark side or the light side. This, this is where the, the show has interest to me. It, it appears that you've got a daytime aspect to the show, but you also have this nightclub aspect to the show. Is that kind of what you you know yeah. were thinking so, when when you constructed the show? So as we as, as the show has evolved, we've had people complain about music you know, because we played music all the time. You know, we had like the, the party room; it was darker, had lights, music was playing. You know, we didn't have it too loud, but and people would complain, especially like on Penn side or whatever. Oh, it's too loud! You're killing well, you me. can't. You know. You, you, yeah. Let, let's not even go in that direction. Yeah, you're not going to. You're but not going to satisfy everybody. And, and so we're just like, no, we're not going to get rid of music. You know, we pay our ass cap and all those dues and all that, you know, stuff. And so we, we play music. But during the day, you know, the lights are a little are up. It's more kind of a, you know, a little bit. You know, we will play some '80s videos and all that. You know, whatever. But it won't be too loud, and people have fun. But then, like you said, at night. The games are still going, and we're playing with them, and uh, it, it definitely um, changes the atmosphere. And some people, you know, most people love it. So that's, that's yeah. No, doing. my uh, my my co-host uh, Dave always talks about the '80s and his uh, arcade in Framingham, Massachusetts, giving that nightclub vibe all the time. And he said he really misses that. Now, you know, like you said, you've got some people who complain, I can't hear the machine, I can't hear this, I can't hear that. But, you know, it, it, it creates a mood. And I, I think it's, it's nice that you kind of provide both atmospheres over the course of a day. And I think the music thing is great. I mean, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the two days. It seems like I'm going to be glued to the facility for two days because there's so much going on. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what we try to do, you know. And then, you know, we'll also play a movie or something, you know, in the, in the speaker room that's going on at after hours. So if somebody needs a break, they want to go chill out, maybe watch something, you know, from one of the local directors, uh, they could do that and, um, you know, check out the vending area. So we have a quiet zone, and the room's so big that you could be playing pinball you know, halfway across the room, and it sounds, you know, completely fine, you know, because it's... The, the main room is, I don't know, 20-something thousand square feet. Wow. That's a, that, that's a big room. He, 
here's the piece that I'm looking forward to, and it harkens back to all the times I've been to uh, the Allentown show. You've got a real swap meet going on on Saturday morning. Now, me traveling from New Hampshire to Houston, I know what's going to happen. I'm going to see something <laughs> I want, and I already went and looked. I guess there's a UPS and a FedEx store around the corner. So uh, I'm hoping I find some things there. Uh, yeah. You want to talk a little bit about the swap meet and what people can expect? Yeah, the swap meet, we've, you know, had people just show up that we nobody knew, and then they'll have tons of games and parts, you know, and then, you know, and it's, it's, it's a mix, you know, you know, console stuff, you know, arcade stuff. So a little bit stuff, of everything. You know, yeah, a little bit of everything, so, um, you know, there's a couple, some professional flea market guys, I think, show up, I, you know, I don't know. That's why we like it free and just kind of open, open source, so that way you know everybody can participate. Well, that's a that's a great that's a great point because the Allentown show was never a free for the uh, for the flea market, and it's unfortunate because I think you know people like me, I have a stash of stuff, but a booth basically erodes the reason to go if i've got to pay yeah, 100 yeah. if i've got to pay 100 bucks and i'm only bought you know selling five dollar boards or you know things that are a dollar a couple of bucks you're giving all the money back to the source and you know rightfully so they they deserve it but i i think you'd have a, a much better response and i and it sounds like you do yeah and, and, and you don't even have to be going to the show you could just come to the oh spot. see that's even better I, I, this we, is. We, we'd like you to come in and go to the show. Well, I'm, I've uh, been signed up the for a couple. Meets, uh, sponsored by a local Texas arcade called Quasars down in Corpus Christi. They've sponsored the, uh, Go, the Swamp Meet. Gotcha. Um, this is kind of a, 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 a touchy subject, but I'm just curious. You folks have had some really bad weather over the course of the last couple of years. Does it does it has it affected the collector community, and have a lot of people lost parts of their collection as a result? Yes, and yes, it's been. I, I feel bad for for anybody yeah, who lost games. Whole warehouses were of collectors around here were just decimated. So, do you, you know? live in Houston proper or somewhere outside of Houston? So, I grew up in a flood zone in Houston proper. In Southwest Houston, and we would get flooded all the time. So, when it came time for me to purchase a house and put my data center up, the first thing I did was go through all the flood maps and make sure that area was outside of the 500 or 1,000 year floodplain. You know. Gotcha. And so I'm up northwest, so I'm higher, and I'm away from any of the big uh, creeks that flood, and. Uh, so we're good up here, and then also at my office. It gets, it's gotten close. You know, we've gotten nervous because uh, you know, I have uh, employees that will stay there during big storms, um, especially you know, the hurricanes and stuff like that because we have generators. You know, we, right. you know, we, we do people's phones and everything. And right, you're, you're, you're prepared. You're ready, you're, you're yeah, ready for so, the weather. But we see that water creeping up. And we're like, ah. <laughs> yeah, no, I have, a, I have a wet backyard here in uh, New Hampshire, and uh, 
I understand the perils of water. If, uh, if the audience doesn't understand, good. Um, congratulations. Yeah, but, congratulations. But anybody who's sure. been through it, just it's it's an awful feeling because you you know you you can't stop it it's it's humanly impossible unless like you said you're in high ground or have made all the necessary preparations and it's not inexpensive to no do guarantee. so yeah, yeah it, it was still no guarantee correct yeah the the Harvey one was bad I mean that there was there's pictures out there of guys collections. Pinball collections, six foot of water. I, I, know, I have a buddy who... Mars and, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, people hopefully, you know, pulled out boards, you know, salvaged whatever they could. Um, and then there's a lot of rescue stories, you know, like people uh, got a, um, um, what was it, crazy climber cabaret, uh, uh, you know, on the side of the road. And it was only in a foot of water, and he cut the cabinet and fixed it all back up and brought it back to life. And um, I had ended up getting a couple of flood survivors, but it was just, you know, it just wakes up the side, especially in the arcades, it just wakes up the side, you know. Oh, no, no the, re- the reason I ask is I have a, a, one of my best friends in New Jersey went through the hurricane back in 2012. And he ended up losing 25 Bali SS games. He had four feet of water uh, that came up in under an hour on the Jersey Shore. And he only kept a handful of games because he said, I'll never get to them all. And some people are going to try to rescue some, you know, hard to find games like Spectrum and Fathom and Centaur. Uh, It was was, was was horrible. That was... Coming up, <laughs> yeah. And fast forward, I talked to him uh, two days ago, and he has uh, a, a BMW motorcycle that he was driving home on the turnpike, and the back seal blew out. And he said, "Water again." The salt water just got into everything. He's got a, cars. He's a car collector too, and it it just. You have no idea, well, you probably do because you live there. The salt water gets into yeah. every crevice, crack. I had the best looking high speed that you'd ever find, right? I right. Mid play field, no wear spots. I mean, artwork, not, I mean, it was nice. Well, the problem was, it was in four feet of water. Oh. So the coils got all right. salt water. You know, because it was down during a previous storm or whatever down in uh, the, what we call the Kima area down south. And, but, I mean, it once I replaced all the coils and kind of re- resurfaced all the, uh, it had rust in there, you know, and kind of, we kind of neutralized it the best we could. But it played for years, you know. Yeah, it's just, um, it's just unfortunate. I don't like bringing up the subject, but I, it, you know, curiosity. I'd like to move on to the tournament section. Now, I need to do a little bit of a preamble here. I've never participated in a tournament, and I am going to be in your tournament for the first time. Sweet. 
Yeah, up until a point. Uh, having reviewed, when I first uh, signed up for the tournament, there were no games, or there were only a couple of games that were, you know, shown on the website. And now you've got a complete list. I'm a fish out of water here. Uh, I've played some of these games, but I don't have the deep knowledge of others. Uh, and then looking at all the people that are participating, I think I'm one of three who doesn't have an IFPA ranking. Am I in for? <laughs> am I in for it? Uh, you're gonna have to ask Phil. Phil Phil is the tournament guru. Well, Phil, guy, but, Phil... Uh, from what I see of you know me kind of passively coming through there, yes, you're you're gonna be. Hamburger meat for sure. So <laughs> yeah, well, well, Phil was my savior. He had, and I, and I know it's a, a tough game, but at least there was a Flash Gordon in the mix. He's since taken it out, and you know, I'm guessing he's either had issues or thought otherwise, or somebody complained. But that was my o the only game I had any familiarity with. You know, having played a, a number of times, all these other games, I'm. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't see any. I'm going to try not to come in. I don't in. see any 80s stuff in there. Yeah. For I'm sure. going to try yeah. not to come in last. How's that? Well, you heard it. You heard that, it here that, first. That's the beauty of pinball, right? You know, I play against, you know, some of my buds that are in, you know, that are really hardcore in the tournaments. And sometimes I win. You know, every, every <laughs> dog, every dog has its day. Every dog has his day, or every dog has a ball drain, you know, that's in your favor, right? So Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it, can, it, it can go your way. Um, um, I don't have high expectations, but I, I think it makes for a, a good podcast in that you can follow the trials and tribulations of George playing in a tournament. And you've got some big names playing in the tournament as well. Um, I, you probably... Don't know. I think there might be a couple of slots left on Saturday morning. Uh, I thought, uh, I don't know. I think it may be. Yeah, it was close to sold out. I mean, you had a great response the first day. I mean, a lot of people signed up. Yeah, I think you maybe only have three or four left. Right. And, uh, we're actually, we're actually going to have one of the, uh, look up which guy but one of the top players actually is going to do a um how to play competitive pinball seminar well hopefully that takes place before uh, four o'clock <laughs> on friday I think, I think it's on saturday but, uh, <laughs> i'm do i'm doomed i'm doomed uh okay uh, enough of uh, of my plight uh the raffle I see that you're uh, raffling off a uh, Jurassic Park. Yes. Awesome. Uh, how does that work? Uh, I'm guessing $10, $5, $1 ticket, something along those lines? Yeah, so... Um, and is it a charity event? Yeah, so basically um, we're getting you know, the Jurassic Park Pro model and... Um, you don't have to be there to win, you know, but you do have to be there to purchase the ticket. Um, and uh, you can buy, um, you know, tickets for, you know, I think it's like uh, 10 bucks for, uh, 20 bucks for one or 
like that. Gotcha. I, I don't have the exact price breakdown right now. That's but, okay. Um, yeah, so, you know, all, all the, uh, uh, you know, proceeds after the pinball go to the Ocean Conservatory, Conservancy, which basically, you know, uh, helps out, you know, the oceans, you know, helps, you know, clean them out and, Get rid of all the plastic. Get rid of all the debris. Try to get rid of the plastic. Yeah, you know it's you know it's we we live right next to the Gulf. We eat a lot of seafood down here. It's a big part of our life. So understood. We've got a big ocean here as well. So uh, completely understandable. Um, I got to backtrack a little bit. Um, I'd be uh, remiss if I didn't talk about the women's division tournament, the interplanetary knockout. Uh, I guess that's a bells and chimes. uh, event. Yes, sir. So, are you expecting? Has that happened before? And uh, how big a draw is that for uh, for the women's division? It is, will be the first time. Uh, I know that they have weekly, um, uh, you know, um, tournaments for- at the local or the local arcades here. I think Game Preserve and. So they've they've built up a quite a, a good following uh, with the bells and chimes for sure. And uh, what they're going to do is they're not going to be in their own room. They're actually going to have a booth in the the main showroom, and they're going to able I think take some walk ups, which is good. That, that that's always you know I like that you know when somebody uh, can engage with the hobby that way you know just be a walk up and sure. Play the first tournament, you know, so. Um, some, there's some great female players, and I'm looking forward to, uh, to, to seeing that tournament as well. Yeah, so they're, yeah, they're going to be in the, the main room, and they'll be uh, over there, and that, that's great, because I think that'll help them uh, actively recruit people and spread their word and have, have a good time. So. Do, you, uh, do you have any uh, affiliation with uh, Jeff Teolis and uh, his world tour? I guess he's got... A small event happening prior to the show. Do you know what I'm? No. Okay. Something I I, Einstein's <laughs> Einstein's pub or something like that in Katy, Texas. No. I heard. Yeah, I haven't. Nobody said anything to me about that, and I mean, nobody said to me anything directly to me about it. So I have no clue what that is. Okay. I've heard kind of like there was some sort of so maybe you can. Educate me that there's something going on. I, I think it's Thursday. I think it's Thursday night. I have a feeling it's probably sold out. I, when I first learned of it, I thought Katy, Texas, was a million miles away from Houston, so I didn't really bother. But then I revisited it, and it's only what twenty minutes from the hotel. Yeah. Uh, that's about all. I met Jeff at Pintastic. Seems like a nice guy. He's got a podcast. I'm sure he'll talk about it. But he's been all over the place uh, at, at every major tournament recently. So I don't know. We'll. Uh, I guess we'll have to. Uh, so he's got a little tournament that he's doing over at Einstein's on Thursday. I, I think that's the case. And then okay. So I'm, I'm sure it's going to draw. So while, so yeah. while we're sweating and built, putting everything together, <laughs> they're over there partying at Einstein's. I, I see how it is. I see how it is. <laughs> there you go. Um, I think. Well, let me. There's one thing. I don't. Uh, do, 
you have it on your list, the Pinball Museum tour? No. Can you talk a little bit about that and where that yeah. is in relationship to the hotel? So, uh, there's a local collector that predates pretty much all of us, is uh, Dan Ferguson, and he uh, has uh, built and owns the Lone Star Pinball Museum in Hockley, Texas. And if you're a fan of EMs and, you know, old, you know pre-war stuff, all that stuff, he is, you know, he, he goes up, I think he has maybe one DMD. Um, but uh, he has a master, an incredible collection of uh, pinball games, uh, beer advertising, um, especially, you know, kind of on the Lone Star, Texas side and uh games and just oddities and just really cool stuff and um so it's kind of like a private collection slash museum and you know you have tours and whatever and we're having on friday start from 2 p.m until 7 uh we're gonna have a bus come um and pick up everybody up and drive everybody out to hockley which is maybe about an hour away Okay. 45 minutes away from the from the hotel, and you get to st- stay and play, take pictures, hang out, talk to Dan, um, and uh, you know for you know, a great time. And then you can you know, come back come back to the show. And we're just trying to get uh, forty dollars per person, just kind of cover the bus and the tip for the driver. Gotcha. You know, for all the people. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm playing in the tournament. So that's probably not going to work out for me, but for others who uh, plan on uh, attending the show, uh, I saw some of the I saw some of the pictures, and there are some very very unique machines that I recall from my uh, from my youth. So yeah, it looks it looks like a really fun color. place to go to. Yeah, we've had kickoff parties there, and we've had get-togethers, and it was definitely a hub for the local collecting community for for years, for sure. So is there anything that I missed in interviewing you? It seems like we've covered almost everything. Um, anything I might have forgotten? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, on the vendor side, we're also going to have, you know, a lot of artists, you know, arcade pinball artists. Um, we're, uh, you know, keep checking the website because we're, we're still, we're still booking people. We still have some slots available. Um, the guys over at um, Deep Root will be doing, have a, a couple of prototype machines uh, for people to, to play on. There's a lot of a lot of chatter around that company. A lot of chatter for that. Um, and, um, what about Scott Denisi? That, there seems to be a lot of chatter around that, too. Do you think we might hear something? Because I, there was no announcement uh, this past weekend in Chicago. I guess a couple would, of teases, uh, but no, uh, no announcement. That would be great, you know, but, uh, I, I wouldn't hold my breath. I mean, we're kind of, I mean, we're just as passionate as everybody else about pinball and everything, but we've always been kind of like the, the redhead stepchild, you know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, well, you're, uh, I understand and I, and I haven't been, and I think I'm going to go next year, uh, to, you know, to TPF, uh, but hey, you know, if something happens with Scott or one of the other companies, that could only be the cherry on top. You've got a, you've got a terrific show. Uh, I the reason I'm going is I saw 
one of the tournaments on Twitch over the last year or two, and I said, I've got to go. I've got to go. Uh, plus, my wife's got business there, so it makes it a little bit easier. Uh, nice. So yeah. it's a so it's a, it's a win win, and and it's funny. Plus she's got barbecue. <laughs> she's got she's got coworkers uh, in the Houston area that have no idea or had no idea that there was an arcade show. So I'm glad at least I'm spreading a, a, a little magic uh, no, in I Houston being it. so far away. That, that's awesome, yeah. Uh, it's important to have pre-coverage, pre, you know. We, yeah, we it, it's people. one of our biggest shows. Uh, we did Pintastic. I actually broke it up into three different segments, and it's... Uh, my most listened to podcast. So, uh, you know, I thought, hey, I'm going. I might as well reach out and see if they want to do some pre-advertising. We're not a we're not a gigantic podcast, but we have our audience. And uh, hey, maybe you get a couple extra bodies this year. Maybe you get some more people traveling next year. Uh, it can yeah. it, it can only be goodness, is the way I look at it. One thing I that agree. one thing we haven't mentioned in this whole podcast is the dates. We're looking at Friday, November 15th and Saturday, November 16th at the Houston Marriott West Chase, a uh, 500-room hotel, gorgeous facility from what I can see, and it looks like it's going to be a, a real rip-roaring time. You've got a lot of great people who I'm sure have been there in the past and are going to be attending again this year. Yes, sir. Yep. It, uh, we're, we're keeping on, keeping on. It's going to be a good time for sure. One last thing, uh, and this is more for for me than the the audience. Uh, I'm a real blues guy. You've got some terrific blues artists out of Texas. But the one that uh, I haven't, and I'm hoping this finds its way to him, uh, Smokin' Joe Kubek was one of my favorite artists, and unfortunately passed a couple years ago. His partner, Benoit King, basically dropped off the landscape and I'm hoping someone somewhere knows something about him and that he's still in good health. Great people. They've traveled here to New Hampshire numerous times in the East Coast and uh, I, I, I miss them greatly. Uh, I, I got I got to get you in touch with a buddy of mine, Pete Thompson. He's a big blues guy as well and he would go to all the local, you know, dive blue shows and you know, bigger ones and whatever and he 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 knew quite a lot of people so he, he may be able to yeah i think know, they were ba- they were based more out of the uh the dallas area and i think there's some right but they would they, they would come down and play here right oh of course i mean it's what you know, they, they would tour a lot of a lot of tour in texas anyways i mean he's got a whole wall full of blues artists that i don't even know who, who they are <laughs> signed and everything and i'm oh. sure you got I'll get you all in touch with each other. That, that's terrific. Um, before we, uh, before I say goodbye, is there, uh, is there anything else uh, that you'd like to talk about? No, just uh, uh, wish me luck. <laughs> I, I don't think you need any luck. I think, uh, I, I think you've got a great no, show. Uh, I, I'll say to people, hey, if I'm traveling all the way from New Hampshire to go to this show. If you're within an hour listening distance of Houston, get off your and get there. That yeah, we, we would, that, that would be deals. what I would say. Yeah, we got some hotel deals going on. Now, I, you know, real, really, well, I'm just kind of kind of joking about that. But 
I'm just, you know, looking at the mountain of work in, in front of me. But really, it's it's also with the, all the local guys that help out with the show, you know. Well, it's I'll... Uh, I'll uh, and people bring games. I mean, it's, it's definitely a community effort. You know, I, I'm just the, the head madman that, that signs the paperwork and gets the space and kind of, you know, generally organizes it. But it's down to all the... Uh, the clubs and the community and the, the you know the people that that make it happen. It's a it's a it it's a group effort. Um, do you have a title other than head madman? The yeah, head madman. I mean, that's pretty much. It. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's you know, I just it's it's um it's an or, it's organized chaos. I mean, it, it's a great time. Well, I I can't offer you to bring a game because of how far it is away. But I'm going to be uh, in town starting Wednesday, so I'll uh, nice. I'll seek you out, and uh, if you need some extra hands, uh, I'm more than happy to volunteer. I appreciate that. Yeah, we have a lot of pinballs to, to put together. Well, a lot of pinball legs. <laughs> I, I, I I've I, I've got a little experience with that. Uh, with, with with that said, I'm going to uh, leave it at that. Keith, I very much appreciate you taking the time out of your day to do this. I do wish you success with this show and many more to come and, uh, and look forward to, uh, to meeting you face to face. I look forward as well. I'll, uh, we'll, we'll have a beer. Take care everybody. And we'll see you at the Houston Arcade Expo.